First Missouri Bank is proud to support this episode of the Carney Business Spotlight. First Missouri Bank is located at 455 Sandbar Drive right here in Kearney, and the phone number is 816-903-9010. And now let's hear who is shining bright on this week's edition of the Carney Business Spotlight. Welcome to the Carney Business Spotlight. We have Scott Middleton, the president of Carney Trust Company, sitting in studio with us. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, it's good to have you here. Thanks so much for being a sponsor. And uh, you know, Carney Trust Company is a it's it's a it's a bank that I mean goes way back in the history of Carney, Missouri. And I know a lot of folks know it; uh, they understand it. But I think there may be some younger people out there that may not realize how far, indeed, how far back. Uh, when when did Carney Trust Company begin? Carney Trust Company was founded in 1882. It's just amazing, isn't it? It is. I mean that that goes. <laughs> it was two centuries ago. Yeah, that that goes way back. Right, and it was started by who? Who, who was the? Uh, a, a group of local business owners got together and formed it. Wow. Um, and, and it's really cool that, uh, you really have the city's namesake. I mean, you, you nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, the interesting ahead, thing Jim. is when they started it, they didn't have to go through all the regulatory things. I mean, I mean, if you want to start a bank today, the regulatory things you have to go through are yeah, mind boggling, but clearly they didn't. How do you start a bank in 18... 18- I don't know. I mean, do you just have, build a building? Have and a say, place? Yeah, have a safe to put all the money in. Yeah, they they formed a corporation and raised some money, but they didn't have the the FDIC at that point. Mm-hmm. That's our main regulator now, so it was a totally different environment. And they weren't, so they wouldn't have been guaranteed either. So no. if you put your money in a bank in in the eighteen hundreds, and somehow that bank lost money or lost your money, too bad. You were out. Yeah, that's why. Bank robbery was a, a totally which different we, uh, yes, deal indeed. Bank well, well, which, which also bears the question: was that was the bank started before or after Jesse James uh, was was through with his ride? It was started before. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> but Jesse risky. James, if I remember right, Jesse James did not rob banks in Kearney. He did everything else, Minnesota. But I think, he, he would yeah. kind of come back. This would be his safe refuge place or yeah, what, yeah, yeah but yeah. he didn't do bank robberies in carney <laughs> probably a good or thing. he tried yeah he didn't rob his own backyard yeah it never occurred to me that you know yeah i think you i mean i'm not a jesse james history buff but i think he primarily robbed trains but uh i don't i don't think he robbed any banks in carney in fact good his thing. his mother was one of our shareholders at one point oh, wow. <laughs> I, I think because i just I, I actually saw a movie about Jesse James not too long ago, and the Jesse James gang did banks for a while. Really? Uh, I think they did trains, I too. I think that's right. I think they did a combination of things. Yeah, yeah. And I think they did one bank too many, if I remember right, and because they had, um, man, we got off the rails on this <laughs> thing, didn't we? But they had they had done a pattern, and the the local or the law enforcement of the time or whatever they were picked up on the pattern oh, and I, then I caught know. them yeah. because they they whatever pattern they did and that later became what we call the MO so anyway <laughs> so you know that brings up an interesting point because you know talking about robbing banks and it's different then than it is now because the you know the money's secured differently but you've also got 
all sorts of different aspects that didn't exist then, like ATM, ATM cards, uh, skimming, and all the security that goes along with that. So, I mean, how do you guys protect against things like that? Good or, question. Yeah, we had an incident not long ago where a, a, a person put a what they call a shimming device in our ATM. The way that works is it sits inside of the ATM machine, and then when people put their cards in, it slides over that, it reads the magnetic stripe, and then they install a like a very small camera like from your cell phone into the side of the ATM, and it watches you type in your pen. Oh, and they came in man. on a you know like a Friday night over the weekend it was in on Monday they came and retrieved it and over that time they took around 200 ATM cards oh, and then goodness. took all of those they made new ATM mm-hmm. cards with that information and withdrew about $14,000 from other banks ATMs so do you guys have the ability to i mean because most ATMs have cameras on them so you could go back and figure out who 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 did it i guess yeah, we got um, video of the person doing it, wow. and we we even got a license plate number. But the the vehicle was rented in St. Louis. Oh man, shocker! And, uh, yeah, the the FBI folks claim it's part of a, a Eastern European ring mm-hmm. that's targeting the Midwest because of the um, the college baseball World Series is in Omaha. Oh yeah. yeah, so they claim they've got a lot of people in our area right now trying to catch travelers and stuff. See, and that's where I've always said, if people like that would put their knowledge and something constructive, to something constructive yeah, exactly. how successful would that be? But, oh, no, they yeah. have to steal our stuff. And it, it, it's really sophisticated. It's, like I said, it, it's thinner than an ATM card, mm. and it's, it's basically a long piece of sheet metal. It goes in there, and then it's got some computer chips. Some of them have Bluetooth on them. Man. Um, We've so, as as a as a as a customer, if I'm walking up to an ATM or because I've I've had my card stolen yep. from a gas station off yep. of Skimmer, and I try to check, you know, I check all the the security tape and all that stuff, but clearly it, I missed it on that one. Is there anything that we can look for that to try and prevent something like that happening? Yeah, they've got the skimming devices that you mentioned as a as a piece of plastic that sits on the outside those are somewhat easy to detect the problem with this type of device is it actually goes inside of the atm so you you would never be able to see it or detect it so you really you wouldn't know i mean you wouldn't be able to no you really wouldn't in this case but the the banks you know we stand in to to take the losses it's inconvenient for the customer they've got to get a new card but as far as the financial loss you, you would not be at risk for that yeah. Well, I mean, the technology of, you know, the, 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 of the criminals uh, nowadays is, is fascinating to me. I think it's right, Jim, the, the, if they took that energy and, and applied it, it constructive, yeah, exactly right. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, I don't want to dwell on it, but I mean, I guess every bank is vulnerable, just as every individual is, is going to be vulnerable to you know, credit card fraud and uh, any number of things. Yeah, everybody's vulnerable. Banks are just very high-value targets. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. One of the wild things I heard about is some folks were using those endoscopy machines. Right, right. And using that to get inside the ATM. There's a computer in there, and then they would hack the computer 
that sits inside the ATM. Just just like a surgeon. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, and you know the 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 changing of technology has changed the way criminals act as well because so you go back to the 80s, even the 90s for that matter, and on the street, a street your common I got mugged used to be the common right, thing, your right. common street robbery, people are looking for cash and they'd take cash. Now, fewer and fewer people carry ca- I mean when you look at how much cash the average person has on them at any given time, it is nothing. I have nothing yeah, well, on me right now. Um, okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, the funny thing is the, I meant money. the cash that I have in my wallet right now, I've had for probably over a month and a half yeah. and never touched it. Yeah. It's just I have it. It's not very much. And, you know, I, I actually, the cash that I do use, I use to tip like, van drivers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's it i mean i don't pay cash for you know even when i go to sonic for my half press shake after eight Mm. even though it's half price and cheap i i pay with a card i don't pay cash yeah cards and electronic transfers have definitely dwarfed cash and even check transactions the bank when when i started we were around a hundred to 120 million dollar bank so mm-hmm. we were managing anywhere from 80 to 100 million dollars worth of our depositors money mm-hmm. and we would generally keep around 8 to 900,000 dollars in cash available for our customers to use mm-hmm. now we're almost twice that size we're managing about 175 million dollars worth of our customers deposits but we still use very little cash. We right. probably use that much or even less now. Well, not to mention the fact that uh, these mobile phones that we have here sitting on this very table, uh, we are able to use uh, at, at many places. I know you can use them over there at Jimmy John's and just wave it over there and, and you've paid for your meal. I mean, it's as simple as all that. And we also talked about uh, being able to deposit checks with your mobile device which is pretty fascinating to me. Yes. Yeah, and so you guys are probably how do you guys keep up with that and the the technology and that sort of thing? That is a, a big challenge for us. We we want to offer the the latest technology for everybody, but we also have to be strategic in what we invest in. You know, some of the things that seem like a good idea go out of favor in a few years mm-hmm. and if we've got a lot tied up in that, we can't move quickly. Uh, one of the things we're coming out with soon is is mobile deposit, like you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Basically, you use our mobile app to take a picture of a check, the front and back, and then that that money's deposited and available in your bank account. Uh, another technology that's interesting that we're looking at but haven't made a decision on is Apple Pay and Google Pay. Right, right. And that's basically where your your Carney Trust Company debit card is linked to your Google or Apple account, mm-hmm. and you can go to like Quick Trip or something like that, and you just touch your phone to the terminal, yes. and it makes the payment. It also, if you spend money, like you shop on your phone, mm-hmm. it, it saves that Apple Pay code in there, and so you can pay um, like... Uh, Oh, what's the ride-sharing place? Uber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon, you know, all those right. places you can use Apple Pay or, yeah. or Google Pay to do that. And one interesting thing about that is Apple or Google is who's actually paying the merchant. Mm-hmm. And so your debit card information is never going over the Internet. Oh, yeah. And, like, when you pay at Quick Trip, the transaction is between Quick Trip and Apple. Mm-hmm. And it's not – they don't ever get your debit card number. So right. it's – 
supposed to be more secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine with all the technology people they have working on it that they're going to come up with, I mean, it's going to become, and nothing will be invincible, but it's going to be more and more difficult to steal people's information, I would assume, to some degree. I mean, for for every guy that's working, or girl, that's working on stealing your information, there's a set working to try and prevent it. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, the, the players that are at risk, primarily banking institutions, mm-hmm. uh, we're the ones suffering those losses. So we're always investing you know, more money in security. Mm-hmm. Just as an example, our bank, we probably have about forty to $50,000 a year in debit card fraud that, oh that we lose. So when we have opportunities to spend an extra ten dollars or $20,000 on extra it's security, it. it's definitely worth sure. it. Sure. Yeah, are, is the I guess the security risk pretty much the same? I mean, we're talking about you know internet, and we're talking about you know information traveling over tiny little wires. I mean, it's all pretty much the same for you as it is for any of the any of us consumers, right? Yeah, definitely. We're all we're all on the same internet, right, and operating right. the same system. Right. Exactly. Uh, but you all have a let's say a better firewall or better security. Oh and, yeah. 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 The, the, our institution, we hire a, a special security company to handle that for us mm-hmm. because we have so much information about our customers and we have, you know, $170 million that someone would like to steal. So right. we have a, a, a pretty, pretty sophisticated security system. We, we spend about $65,000 a month, on IT and IT security. And it's a good thing. We're visiting today with Scott Middleton. He's the president of Carney Trust Company, and you're listening to Carney Business Spotlight. Stay with us. We'll be right back. There's more to banking than just money. Checking and savings, CDs and IRAs. But what about the people behind the money? Shouldn't you be the primary focus of your bank? At First Missouri Bank, we know that your account is more than just a number. It's for vacations or a wedding or college tuition or even for Taco Tuesday. We are First Missouri Bank, and we are your community bank. We're passionate about helping people create a brighter financial future in the communities we call home. First Missouri Bank, with locations in Brookfield, Eagleville, North Kansas City, Milan, and at 455 Sandbar Drive in Kearney. The phone number is 816-903-9010. First Missouri Bank, member FDIC. Carney Business Spotlight. We've got Scott Middleton, president of the Carney Trust Company, right here in Carney, Missouri. And you got the namesake. I love that. That is terrific. Thanks again for uh, being a sponsor of the radio station. And uh, thanks so much for all the work that you've done over the, uh, well, centuries uh, here in Carney, Missouri. Uh, one of the things we talked about just briefly off the air was, um, you know, how are big, gigantic banks uh, in New York City? How are they different from um, the Carney Trust Company right here in Carney, Missouri? How, are, are you all just the same doing the same thing? We, we mostly do the same thing. I mean, we're all offering checking accounts, savings accounts, and loans. Just the way we go about doing them is differently. Um, there's lots of things that the big banks do way better than small banks could do just because of their size and the, the resources that they have. But there are things that the smaller banks do better uh, 
you know, there's a, a big movement out there where people are wanting to shop local, buy organic, you know, farm to table, all those kinds of things. Small banks, that's what they are in the banking industry. They're, they're unique. They're customized. Um, they understand the community and the mm-hmm. customers they serve. When, if you're trying to run a, a Bank of America or a Citibank, you've got thousands of employees all across the country, all across the world. Right. And so they've got to have very strict, strict and, and stringent protocols and procedures. And when you do that, you isolate people. You know, yeah. Certain people don't and, fit within those bounds. And, and alienate them at times. That, that can yeah. definitely happen. Yeah. They've, they've got to use policies, procedures, rules of thumb, stereotypes, those kinds of things to, to make their decisions. Mm-hmm. And when you're a community bank, you can have a conversation with somebody. There if it go. makes sense, even if it doesn't maybe fit your policy sure. exactly, you can still find right. a way to do it. I'll give you an example. My, my wife and I uh, needed to get a business loan about five years ago. Mm-hmm. She'd been a hairstylist for about 10 years. She wanted to open her own hair salon. Mm-hmm. So we went to three different banks, and every one we went to, as soon as we said we're starting a new business, they said, no, thank you. Wow. And the, the basic deal was each of them had a, a policy that you had to be in business for two years. And we were borrowing a, a pretty small amount of money. Mm-hmm. It was the kind of deal where if the business didn't work out, she could go back to work. And right. between her salary and right. mine, we could have paid off the loan. Yes. And when we have people come in that want to do that same thing, mm-hmm. we have the conversation, you know, what are you going to do if this doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And if they can outline a pretty good plan, then we give them a shot. Yeah. So it's a, it's just a different experience. Yeah. And you bring up a good point because I've seen a lot of, uh, places that um, in the banking world, well, they did exactly that. And the weird thing was the amount of the loan was actually smaller than most car loans. Right. And uh, I realized there's no, with a car loan, you have the, the collateral, collateral of the yeah. car, yeah. although it depreciated right after you drove it off the lot, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but even still, the payment amount of the loan was so small that... Um, you know, I was like, the person can go get the world's most low-end paying basic job and still would meet the criteria to be able to pay that back. But there was no person-to-person with it. It was all just based on, you don't meet this criteria here, 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 and here, so you're out. So I always thought that was... That's exactly what's going on. And the, the problem is the loan officer, they've got to check certain boxes. And if they can't check the box, it's just they're sorry. They can't help you. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's what's different about dealing with us is if you can explain just what you did, Jim, mm-hmm. then we'll probably try to make it work for you. Right, and right. and now that my wife's business is you know, five years old, all the banks in her area oh, are yeah, exactly. you know, beating down her door wanting yes, to loan yes. her some money. So and it's you get those things. You may qualify for three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> right. right, that's exactly right. I don't want three hundred thousand. Well, I do, but I don't want to pay for it. What uh, what products, <laughs> banking products, are you involved in? I I mean, I know if, if somebody wanted to to get a home loan from you guys, could could they do that? Yeah, it's this is this is a good example too because home loans are kind of a commoditized product. Mm-hmm. Most most financial institutions are going to originate 
and then sell your mortgage to a third party. Right. And the benefit of doing that is they can get you a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage at oftentimes a very low interest rate. Mm-hmm. We don't actually participate in that. I see. So if, if you need a, a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, we're not the place to go for that. Mm-hmm. What we do is kind of everything else. So I'll give you another example. We had a, a business owner that was a customer, and he was coming out of the financial crisis and decided he needed to unload some not very good assets. And so his tax return that year looked very bad, Mm -hmm. but he was moving. He needed to borrow $250,000. And this gentleman kept over $250,000 in their checking account. Yeah. Yeah. And they went to apply for a home loan and got denied because their tax return that year didn't look as good. Well, you could tell that they were going to be able to make all their payments. It wasn't going to be an issue. So, it's the same thing. The loan officer in that institution, they needed to check the box that their income was over a certain level, wow. and they couldn't do that. So we looked at it, and you could obviously tell it was not going to be a bad loan. Right. So we were able to make it. So he financed the house with us for like two years. Then once he had a good tax return, he went back and refinanced it into that 30-year fix that he was oh, yeah. looking for. Yeah. So we catch people um, kind of in between situations, like if you're relatively new at your job Mm -hmm. generally you have to have two years experience Mm -hmm. um if you just changed jobs or changed careers but you've always been employed yeah we'll still loan you the money so a lot of times like i said we'll we'll get people in that house let them take take advantage of the deal that they've got Mm -hmm. and then once they get in a different position they might refinance it but in addition to the the traditional home loans we do the land loans and the construction loans that's something that a lot of institutions don't do. So as an example, you might take a loan from us to buy some property. Mm-hmm. And then once you get ready to build, you'd get a construction loan. Mm-hmm. And then once the house is complete, then it will qualify for I that see. conventional home loan. You could refinance it at that point. Yeah. yeah. And I think you bring up a good point. Um, the, the, the thing about the job deal is another one of those things I've never quite understood because you have somebody who has a, a solid job history. They've always been employed. They take a job for that was better. The income was better or whatever the case may right, be. Right. Then they wanted to go get a car or something like that. And they go, well, you've only worked there for four months. And you're like, yeah, but it was a step up and all that. And that was one of those boxes I've always thought that misses the whole point yeah, to me. It, it, I can kind of understand it. I mean, what the institutions are doing is they're packaging these loans up with like a thousand other customers and then selling them to some investor. And they have to be able to tell that investor that they're all alike. They're all identical. I see. And it's just kind of a rule of thumb. Generally, loans to people that just started their job are not as safe as loans to people that have been there. But rules of thumb are are really good, but they're just not perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's kind of what sets Carney Trust Company apart from these larger institutions. Yeah, it, it really is customized. Yeah, It is. Now, do you guys do automobile loans or that? Yeah, do yeah, know? we do auto loans. Uh, a big segment for us is commercial real estate. Oh, so yeah. the businesses in town, when they need their own space or they need to move, mm-hmm. uh, we're a very good outlet for that. Um, and and even though we don't do the conventional home loans, we probably have forty-five to fifty million dollars worth of home loans mm-hmm. kind of in the Kearney area. It's just all for either remodeling. Um, short-term financing, different things where they just either couldn't or did not want to go through 
the traditional process. Sure. I, and I, that's understandable mm-hmm. uh, to a large degree. So what are some uh, neat things you're working on within the community? I know you are discussing a uh, parade float. Yes, the for the Jesse James Parade, we're, we've entered the contest, so we're going to put a float together. Can, can we ask, uh, we're, we're going to take a guess that, that perhaps it might be a float that has maybe a truck with a big pile of money on the back of it. That'll drive down Jefferson Street. That's what Mayor Dane always talked about. You know, that and, dump truck and, full of money, and I've always wanted to see it. I can picture the dollar bills flying. No, the hundred dollar bills flying behind this truck. Any because chance we're that that's... Gonna, well, we're, because if you do that, we are going to enter the parade for the station. <laughs> we're going to be right, right behind, behind you. you. <laughs> and we're going to have a big basket <laughs> and a broom. Uh, any truth or any possibility a thing like that could happen, Scott? I'm not at liberty to disclose that at this point, but we are taking suggestions still, so I'll put that in the suggestion box. Well, I think we need to team up with Price Chopper and get a big shopping cart to put I our money like in. where you're going with this, Jim. Like the big shopping cart, the, the truck you drive around? Have you seen <laughs> That's exactly those? exactly right. A friend of mine drove one of those at the race. At the like Indy 500 or something like that. This is the oh. funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, uh, Completely off the subject, but I just want you to know we have access to a shopping cart. Okay, that, that sounds good. So the the float in the Jesse James parade, and uh, there are ideas afoot uh, beyond the ones that we just came up with. I'm I'm fairly certain. Yeah, we're we kind of just decided to do it, so we're wow. pooling for ideas right now. All right, well, well just well. make sure you put. The yeah, dump truck I suggestion in there. I think we're at the top of the list then. Yeah, There's a good, good chance it. of that. Right, right, exactly right. And you guys are also going to sponsor uh, one of the concerts out at the um, amphitheater. Yeah, I can't remember which artist it is, but we are sponsoring the, the August concert out at the amphitheater. Very cool. So we'll be out there at least handing out some water bottles for you. That I would imagine. Well, will they, they, will that, the that dump may... truck be there at the concert? <laughs> we'll, we'll have it ready. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, one of the things that occurs to me when we talk about small town banking is at in this very small town there are a number of banks. People have choices, and uh, I'm. It's interesting to me that uh, you all are positioned against each other in in many many of the same ways. You, you know, you, one has to wonder, you know, what's what goes on inside their doors when they're making a, a loan decision, and some of the things that you know that you just pointed out to us. Uh, but I know uh, what you guys are doing and we see a lot of it is you do a lot of marketing you're very uh, public you're you have uh, you're you're out there in front of your consu- of the consumers you you're making yourselves available and well known uh Tanya Howes is uh, is your marketing director is that right that is correct yes and she does a terrific job i had the pleasure of meeting her uh, a couple of weeks ago with Brian we were in there talking about we're, we're going to do some video work inside uh, inside the bank and um she is just a, just a delightful lady, and I know. Uh, I, how long has she been with you? She's she's been with the bank about the same amount of time as me. I think around fifteen years. Yeah, man, that's something. Uh, you have a lot of long term employees there. We do. Tanya and I are kind of sh- still considered short timers. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we've got we've got folks with. Uh, we just celebrated a fifty year anniversary 
Um, we've got folks that have worked there more than 40 years oh, and a, quite a few that are in the 20 and 30 range. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking you don't have anybody that still works there that was there when the bank was founded. From 1880. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. I was just checking because that would be, that would be pretty cool. That'd be amazing. Well, what are some of the things that, uh, I mean, besides the, the, the places that we see your logo and certainly we, we have a relationship with you. So we understand a lot of your marketing objectives and they're, you know, some of the things that we're doing at the radio station are, you know, very specific to, you know, what, what we have the ability to do. Uh, what are some of the other things that you think that, that, that could help set you apart that you guys are working on, uh, versus, you know, as it applies to how you're positioned with other banks? Yeah. Yeah. So Tanya runs our marketing committee. So we're trying to kind of put a team of people towards that because in addition to marketing, she's the head of our customer service department. So she has very much a full-time job as it is. And this is something she does in addition to that. So we've got a group of uh, five or six people. We meet about once a week and talk about the things we want to do. One of the things that she's got us doing right now is we've just started a Facebook page. So we're trying to, you know, find different ways to engage in the community. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's kind of cute we do is they call it Thursdays, but a lot of people bring their dogs into the bank, either oh, through I the drive. We always okay. have dog treats around. So we try to highlight a dog, you know, once a week <laughs> uh-huh. and do, um, we give away tickets to the concerts at the amphitheater, things nice. like that. So we're, we're trying to be more active there. Um, we're also one of the sponsors for the I-35 North magazine. So yeah, they're getting that started right. up again. I think it runs in July, its first issue. So we'll we'll be in that. And um, and then we just try to participate in the events around the community. We, um, we're we going to do the uh, movies in the park. The, the, the Carney Firehouse puts on movies in the yes, park. Yeah. We're a sponsor for that. So we'll be out there. That's also in August. It's either the 17th or the 24th. But we'll be out there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully giving out some snow cones. Ah, I love me a snow cone. Yeah, yeah. I still like Thursday. I yeah. do too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very fun. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the dogs actually come inside the, the building, right? Yeah, some so, of them come in. Most of them go through the drive-thru. So they, yeah. they get their treat through the drive-thru now, window. Now, when you say they go through the drive-thru, the owner's driving. <laughs> Sometimes. The, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> we have been visiting today with Scott Middleton, the president of Carney Trust Company, and even that made we made Brian laugh just then. That's pretty good. He tries to stay under control because it's easy to see. It's fairly obvious we're not in control here. But uh, Scott, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, again, thanks for all the great work that you do in, in the community. It, it does not go unnoticed, and uh, we, we sure appreciate you being a sponsor here. And we are looking forward to the parade. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like too. you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Very excited. Be I great. Think, and uh, much of our audience, perhaps, would, would show up for something like that, I think. Uh, I want to see your float. You've been listening to Carney Business Spotlight. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>